PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome into the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and FREE, three-day shipping, over 75 bones. It's so easy to see why you guys should be going to KieferInkTesting.com, clicking that RMATVMC banner, and that gives us a little bit of just a little bit of love for what you guys are purchasing and helps us out on the back end. So thank you for the people that actually have been doing that. It really does help. And uh, you guys always ask me, hey, what should I do for you? Do a lot for me. That's what you do for me. It doesn't cost anything. You're already paying for your stuff anyway. And uh, just go on that RMATV MC banner, and that gives us a little snippet of what you're purchasing. And, of course, you want some new gear looking good, looking fresh. Get some helium. Get some Revo. FXRRacing.com. Use the code KKMX35 and save yourself 30%. And if you're a lady and you like to shred and your gear is looking all jacked up, you come to the right place. You can just email me, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll get you a special ladies code. That's right. Guys, do not email me. Or guys, don't have your chicks email me saying they ride, and then I know they don't. I can read between the lines, dudes. Hey, man, email Kiefer. And tell them that you ride so I get that code so I can get some gear. That's bullshit. Don't do it. I know. Ladies, if you ride, send me a pic of you shredding around. I want proof that you're riding. So email me, and I'll get you a special code. And Racetech, you want that special code on your suspension or your engine because Racetech kicks ass. Sales at Racetech.com. They will get you a special Kiefer code if you mention the word K-E-E-F-E-R. That's right, Kiefer and get you some discounts on your suspension, gold valves, uh, engine services, uh, ECU, whatever it is you want. There's a price, and it's low. You use that sales at racetech.com. Thank you to all of our 2022 sponsors. Power Motorsports, that right? Yamaha, Kawasaki, and that's right. Hey, the bike that we're talking about now, the KTM, they sell them, and they ship anywhere in the U.S. with moto shippers. It's awesome. We do it all the time here. It works out great. The guy that kicks butt, he is the man, Eric, over at Works Connection. He helps us out, and they get all different kinds of goodies for you. So check them out, Works Connection. Ride Engineering, Pro Taper, you want a set of good bars, flex, and less vibration, especially on this bike. We're going to talk about that. Get yourself a pair of Pro Taper SX Race or Race Team Bend. That's right. The factory Suzuki Race Team Bend is now just called Race Team, and that's a great 996 replica with flex. 60 helmets. I've saved my head and my kid's head several times, and uh, you can use the code KEFER21 to save 100 bucks off a 60 helmet. ScreenPrintingDone.com. Get yourself some shirts, and if you order um, a few more than you should, you'll get 10 free shirts. For every, what the, what's the old saying, guys? Hi, by the way. What's hey. up, guys? Uh, the old saying is, uh, for every uh, third hot check, there's an ugly one. I didn't know that saying, but yeah. it kind of makes sense. You buy, I think you buy like uh, two dozen shirts or something. You get ten free shirts from from Neil at ScreenPrintingDone.com. So hit them up over there, mention me, and you'll get some free stuff. Plum Creek Funding, get yourself a house, get the refi. Zach over there handles that. Blood Lubricants, uh, info at bloodlubricants.com, and use the word Kiefer, twenty five percent off a case of oil. Aiden and I use the ten forty Blood Pro Series, great oil. And, of course, Dunlop MX3S front tires and 33. That's my go-to. Or MX12. Loving the MX12. Robert Kong, Mission Imaging, if you need an MRI. 909-433-0575. And last but not least, Fast Company, fastco.com. Adjustable spoke torque wrench. Aiden uses it. If he can use it, God knows you guys can do it. Trust me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
And, of course, they have all different kinds of stuff. Brake clevises, pegs. They got other special bars that flex. We're going to be testing those out. So go visit them, fastco.com, or email me, and I'll get you a code to save some money over there. So fun stuff. All right, four minutes in. That wasn't bad. KTM 450 SXF Factory Edition. The boys are with me. They didn't ride them, but I thought uh, they'd be with me because we're in studio. We're talking about 250s as well, so why not just keep them here for the 450 uh, version? But we rode today at Fox Raceway on the Factory Edition. The one only bikes that Cooper Webb, Aaron Plessinger, Marvin Muscan have been riding. And if you want to get technical, Dean Wilson as well as Mookie on the Husky side, right? So uh, brand new this year, all new. The uh, only thing you guys can swap over from your old ones, fork and front wheel. That's it. Everything else is different. I had uh, a RacerX online video today. I brought in Chris Cole. He's a 59-year-old, retired, uh, owns a construction company. He's a KTM lover. He buys new KTMs all the time. And I brought him in to compare what he thinks about this new factory edition versus his. So you can check that video out right uh I don't say right now, but uh, Thursday morning, you'll be able to check that out. If you're, if you're late to this podcast, it's probably already up. So go check them out, racerxonline.com. So I'm going to be straight up with you guys right now. If there's two bikes, and my son can, can attest to this, two bikes that I prefer to race. I'm not saying ride. If I'm going racing, I'm only thinking about two as of right now that have satisfied me enough to be like, yep, I'm going to get that ready and load it up in the van and I'm going to go race. Would be a KTM and a Yamaha. Things I don't like about the KTM are, Aiden? Uh, Chassis. Certain things about the old chassis, fast tracks, choppy tracks, the, the... the chassis is a little bit unstable. It doesn't have a lot of straight line stability. If I'm on my lean angle of my tires, I have a wallow, and then it snaps back. So what I like to call deflection um, could be just because of a very flexy frame. Flexy. And then if you try to, the other people are like, oh, I'm going to put some uh, engine mounts on it, make it more flex. It's, that's not working. <laughs> it's not going to help. There needs to be some added rigidity somewhere in this frame to make it better and then add flex somewhere else. So it's a give and take. So what KTM designers and the engineers and the R&D team did this year is they made a stiffer frame, uh, changed the the subframe, lowered everything. So the CG is actually lower. The engine is lower, more compact. The shock is lower. The drivetrain is lower. Everything is down. So Jackson, he's in our studio. He did the 250 ride. His favorite word is flickable. That's his new favorite word. <laughs> it's flickable. What's, what's the other one he used in the in the uh, video? Luggable. Centrifugal force. Centrifugal force. Centrifugal force. I told him to get that word out of there because that's way too advanced for motorcycle people. I don't think people even know what that means. Centri- I don't even know what that means. Honestly, if you... What does tr- centrifugal so, force mean? Cent- so take a water bottle, right? Okay. And yeah. you flip it, right? Around? You d- you, yeah, you circle. just like spin it. Mm-hmm. And when It'll you spin keeps it, it up. all the water stays up. That's centrifugal force. The force of you spinning it keeps the water pressed up against the top. So is of the that water like bottle. the the um, those fair rides where you stick to the sides? Exactly. So centrifugal force in dirt bike. If you have enough speed and force coming into a corner, there's enough force holding your suspension down throughout the corner. That's why your suspension settled in a rut. So that's why that way it doesn't come back up. Yep. Mm. All right, Jax. There you go. He's. Dropping bombs on the young crowd. He's graduating high school this year, boys. Gotta love physics. That's right. So, um, so yeah. So, basically, the engineers wanted a lighter-feeling KTM, but with more stability. But I will tell you guys this. The KTM is up four pounds, approximately, which is, to me, a great thing. Um, if Heather, my wife, added four pounds to her, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> Like, I'm not hating <laughs> on it. It's fine with me. Like, what right? do you mean four pounds? Like, weight, or are we weight. talking, like, No, if mom gained dogs. four pounds, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. No problem. She's more stable. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. This I'm not going to go anywhere else with that, Aiden. I'm just telling you. the 450 and the 250 I'm just telling podcast. you, like, four pounds on a bike, you're getting a, a little bit more plant. You're planted better. Maybe side-to-side movement could be worse, but if the CG is low, CG? Uh, cent- center, of gravity. Gore. D- center of gravity. Still Jigga center of gravity. Jigga <laughs> Gagor. 
What is Chuka Gore? I thought it was a typical force. No. <laughs> so typical, the CG is lower, gorse. but the weight is up. You still can get that nice, flickable feeling. So yep. all these things I was thinking about for a month or so when this all information came out, the price tag is expensive, twelve seven nine nine. So you're going to pay fifteen k for this thing. That's going to be up to oh. you to see if you really want this bike. Uh, a lot of you do. Yep. There is, uh, and I'm going to going to. Oh man, I, I, we'll talk about that at the end. If it's worth it from the last year's model, it's it's a tough decision for me. Um, so, with that being said, I got on this bike with high hopes, thinking that's going to be totally different feeling. It's not that drastic of a of a different feeling when you ride it. Yep. Uh, cosmetically, yes. When I sit on it, it doesn't feel like the old bike. Uh, rider triangle is similar, um, minus the pegs. The new pegs are awesome. And we'll talk about that. But just sitting on the bike itself, I feel like it does feel like a KTM. The bend is the same on the bars, uh, lock-on grips. The front fender is fatter in an area. Uh, the shrouds are longer, sticking out more. Like, literally, the sh tip of the shroud is past the triple clamp. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, long. If you turn the bar, like, it almost hits the front fender. It's kind of weird. You got these uh, fairings on the, the front fender from the on the back side of them, um, on the, the downside, to try to draw air. Uh, the subframe has some honeycomb-type material on the back side of it. So, a lot of technology went into this. And what's cool is, like, you can swap 250, 450 with the frames. Like, it... They'll match up. Yeah, they said they like cut the length of the 450 engine down by like an inch so that they can fit it in the same frame. Right. Uh, swing arm is, is stiffer. Shock is lower. So, again, you guys with the older shocks, not going to fit. So don't even try because you're just <laughs> going to screw up your bike and it won't even match up. So um, you're going to have to wait for an aftermarket shock if you want a WP Pro component. Uh, again, 450, sorry, 11,699. I take that back. 11699 which isn't as much as I thought it was going to be. No. Uh, the Honda is more expensive. What? Uh, yeah. Interesting. 117. I think David paid $14,000 for his Honda. Shit. Yeah, so uh real quick too, a couple of things for your maintenance. The chain slack has changed to 70 millimeters. If you guys are getting this bike, make sure your chain adjustment is 70 millimeters. Um a couple suggestions, the swing arm pivot bolt if you're running frame guards, you want to maybe cut that uh, side where the nut goes through the swing arm pivot bolt so you can see the nut because those things will back out. Uh, it's wise to blue Loctite that thread and then put it on. But if you're a frame guard guy, cut that piece out just so you can see the nut. There is holes in the frame, and when you wash your bike, and if you have that skid plate on, which the factory editions come with skid plates, uh, it will trap that water that you washed your bike with and leave that in your frame and it, it it sloshes around a little bit when you ride and it'll kind of get on your engine you're like oh what's that rusty looking mud on my head well that's what that is that's your water uh floating inside the tubes so take your skid plate off drop it make sure the the water drains out nice maybe start your bike up rev it make sure it all gets out there and blows it out or you can just silicone your holes you can always do that so uh, a couple things that that's just what I learned too. And also keep an eye on your, your water hose next to your head pipe. Um, that looks like a very vulnerable spot for rocks or something to, to hurt this thing. So if you have some shrink wrap, some heat wrap, and you want to wrap that, that water hose, that's something that they did for us on our test bikes. So if, I don't know if you guys looked at that. I did. I was wondering what that was. So yeah. that's basically just some wrap, some protection, like a condom. Okay. <laughs> For you Thank virgins you. in the room, uh, uh, that'll help protect anything debris or just heat getting into that uh, yep. that hose. Makes sense. Um, all right. So on the track, man, the engine for me much livelier. I was trying to get more snap, more power out of last year's 450, but this year's bike, I don't want to do that. I want to keep it where it's at. I needed uh, an exhaust flange. I needed an ECU. I needed a muffler. Last year, I was like, I'm searching. I'm putting T4 in the bike. I want more throttle response. I want more bottom end snap. This year, it feels like I got all of that already inside this factory edition. Uh, map 1, map 2. Map 1 is It's just really smooth and easy to use, but just like the normal, I guess, KTM character, 
but it just has more response and the FI tuning is a lot crisper. It's a lot more exciting. Remember last year, I'm like, yeah, it's if I get on the KTM, it's just not an exciting power band. Well, this is exciting. It has snap, but yet still a lot of connectivity, easy to ride. Um, map one, again, is my favorite. Map two, I'm out. Like, I would never thought I would be out on a KTM and having more power. That's too snappy. So maybe I would like to have a 1.5 map yeah. where it's not so jerky within my throttle hand because map two is way too jerky in corners. It it uh, on-off feeling. It upsets the chassis. So for me, map one would be the ticket for most riders. I had Chris Cole. He was 230 pounds. He even liked map one. He preferred it map he preferred map two early, but then he started ride more. He's like, yeah, I like map one because it gets me less tired. Yeah. Um, you When you ride 450s, you rode the KTM 450. How did it, how'd it feel? Uh, it felt Last like year's bike, obviously. It was fast. Was it fast? It was fast. Okay. But that was all my stuff on it, right? So yeah. imagine that feeling. This is what this bike feels like. So when you get a chance to ride this, you're going to be like, wow. it's It has a lot of power. And it's deceiving uh, in a way, because you're if you're used to a KTM power, you're like I can't, I can't believe I have this much throttle response. Yeah, you would never think pride. of a KTM with that much. Right, and I used to say, oh yeah, the KTM power is deceiving because it's so smooth, and you don't know if you're going to be able to clear this jump, but you do, you overshoot it. <laughs> well, now it's it, I can judge my power better because of the excitement that this engine has. We know it's fast. Yes, because you yeah. can feel it, and it sounds. The sound is even different. It's a beefier sound to me. I don't know if you guys heard the 450 when it I It did sound beefier. Yeah. I saw a couple guys like coming across the front. I was like, that that sounds fast. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the engine, still very fast. Quick shift. Uh, if I could explain that to you guys, I thought it was a gimmicky kind of salesy thing by KTM. But then I wrote it, and I was like, am I going to use it all the time? No. I'm still going to go old school and not use it. But if I'm going off of a start and I'm racing – I don't need to use, uh, or I'm just saying not the clutch, because I really don't use my clutch anyway when I shift, but I don't have to roll the throttle off. Uh, what this thing does, it sh shuts the ignition off just for a split second to be able to be able to shift and get that shift under power without having to roll the throttle off. Um, basically, there's a sensor on the shift drum from second to fifth gear, and that thing just cuts the ignition timing just enough, just really quick, to be able to make a shift. Now, you will be able to feel that going off. You guys rode the 250. You guys felt it cut out a little bit? Yep. Yeah. Did you like that? Did it bother you? No. no honestly, I didn't feel it. I heard it. That's it. Like, I, okay. didn't, I didn't really feel Did like you feel it when you're doing laps? No, no. I didn't notice anything You just felt it when laps. you did starts. Exactly. That's when I felt it. I didn't notice it either when I was doing laps. Yeah. Um, so, it's up to you. Chris Cole, my, my vet guy, tester. I was saying, well, vet guy. I'm a vet guy. My 60-year-old guy that I rode, he loved it. That he just rode, left it on. That, you that he rode with me. <laughs> Thank you, He said, my 60-year-old guy for that dumbing I rode. down my podcast. Thank you for dumbing my down podcast down. Thank well, that's you. what you just said. Uh, so, yeah, so he preferred having that quick shift on all the time. And so it's just, a, it's just another added bonus for what you guys are getting for this bike. Will you use it? Maybe. Will you not? Maybe not. But, like, to me, it's there. It's an option. And... It's beneficial for me off a start. So right away, I'm impressed by the engine right when I get on this bike. It still does have vibration. Uh, if you guys are coming from a Japanese, bi Japanese bike and getting on a KTM, there's just more vibration in general through the pegs and the handlebars. You can cut some of that down with a different handlebar, Pro Taper specifically. Uh, Bend-wise, I'm an Evo uh, SX race guy on this, this bike or race team bend. A race team bend on a Pro Taper is like a 996 Renthal replica. Uh, but for me, you can calm that vibration down a little bit with a different handlebar. But I still feel more vibration through uh, the pegs. You're a good guy to ask this because you've been on Kawasaki's, even though 250 is different. Did you feel more vibration on a, on a KTM? I actually felt less vibration than I did last year. Oh, but I'm talking about from your Cowie to this. Oh, uh, no, not really. So you don't notice it? No. Uh, you're Jax, you're a KTM guy all the time. So Yeah. Well there's the one thing I noticed, so I I broke my leg a little bit ago and I have a pull that yep. mic closer to your mouth. Go ahead. Yeah. Better? Yeah. Okay. Um I broke my leg a little bit ago. Uh and I have a big like titanium rod in my tibia. Yeah. So um I don't feel the vibration, mm -hmm. but when I get off the track and 
I can feel the rod. You know, it's been flexed. Yeah. Like, that's when I know it's it's been vibrating. Okay. So, yeah, that was the one thing I noticed. Like, I haven't really felt that while in a long time. Like, I kind of feel it after some long runs and stuff. But uh, I haven't felt that in a while. So, so it was I definitely vibrating. I mentioned this to you today. When I ride a KTM versus a Japanese bike, I'm a little bit more sore when I ride a KTM than yep. I am with, with other bikes. And I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a vibration. Yeah, I don't think possibly. the stiffness is what it is. I just maybe it's, it's a vibration through my old bones. I have yeah. no idea. Uh, Bluetooth connectivity, you guys are asking about that a lot. It does not come with that. 23s will not come with that. They will come back with that. That is still available. They just don't have the parts to get that out. COVID really screwed that up. I heard that there was a fire, um, some kind of mishap where the, where the warehouse where they built the chips and the connectivity unit was put together. I heard there was a, a big mess in a fire, so a lot of parts got lost. There's been this whole thing with chips. Like, if anyone out there... Even in been, cars. If anyone's been trying to buy yeah. a car, you know you got to sacrifice fancy TV screens and stuff because you just can't get chips to get fancy things in right. cars anymore. Yeah, it's hard to do. So that is a huge thing in the car world right now. So same thing with the connectivity unit. The, the connectivity unit, uh, the parts that they did have, it went to the street side. So... Off-road side is going to have to suck butt a little bit for a couple years, and but we'll get back on that. Uh, it's cool. Another little, I guess, a little thing that I, I thought was cool, and you, we didn't mention this in the 250 podcast, was the tool-free adjustment on the suspension. Oh, yeah. You don't, need, you don't need a flat blade. No, it's like the... Uh, like a um, plastic knob. Yeah. yeah. and Like a dial. It's tough to get like my fingers dial. in at, at times and, and turn it, but... Capable rebound on the bottom of the fork leg still tool free. Yeah, which is nice. And now the shock, it ha- it's like a uh, like the a high speed and low speed is like an Allen, knob, an Allen key kind of, isn't it? No, it's a knob. Oh, yeah. What's the th- what's can... the tool that he gave you then? That's to just the, so when you guys want to that's ad- to loosen the collar, right? Yeah, the collar oh. on the shock when you want to just sag. Got it. Uh, so yeah, so I thought that's another little neat thing that KTM came up with. Even on the rebound on the shock now has this plastic knob. Uh, you can say hey plastic may may break sure it might and then what are you going to do yeah if that thing both sides break off you might be sol yeah but i have yet to seen that happen yeah especially on like the forks and And i think r&d team would have saw that at ktm if that would have happened so uh this isn't a husky podcast but the husqvarna has a cover over the shock which is kind of a pain in the ass to take on and off Uh, you can just remove that but that covers up those knobs because the way the shock is laid out it's a little bit close to where you're gripping, and they're worried about people breaking off those knobs, so they have a cover. But for whatever reason, the KTM does not have that cover. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, so the engine is uh, is a little better. Uh, I want to say a little. I'd say if I had to put a number on it, one, 1 to 10, I would say it's 5. It's That's how much better it is. Yeah. If 1 was the old one and 10 is, like, the best thing ever, it's a 5. It, you can actually feel the difference on the track. Yeah. Um. Chassis-wise, again, uh, not a lot of bumps at Paula, but from what I have felt from my old bike, old KTM, and then this one, there's a set of two points of the track at Fox Raceway for me. There's a set of rollers that are lean, you're leaning and you're moving kind of go left and you're pushing your bike. And the old bike always seemed to be wallowy and it would load and then unload and kind of put me in awkward positions on the bike. This new chassis, second or third gear, I can really rev it out and load the chassis, and it will not snap back or feel wallowy. It feels planted. When I'm leaning under throttle, I have more security within my grip of my tires. I have more security how how I feel, how the, how the bike feels underneath me, so I can get on the gas sooner and harder and leave it on. So that is a plus for me. Uh, cornering is a little bit tougher than last year's bike. I will say area two of the corner is a little bit tougher for me to get into. Area one still feels light. Area two is a little vague. And then area three, it flops down again. So maybe some of that uh, weight is felt there. Uh, But for me, for sure, stability is up. Cornering maybe a little bit down. What's that for me, I was expecting that. And I don't mind it. Yeah, I like a, a bike that's stable that I need to corner and that I need to trust in my technique to help me corner. Yes. Still corners better than a Yamaha. Not as good as a Honda, but I don't want it to. <laughs> corners better than a Kawasaki. Uh, Suzuki's still a better cornering bike than the KTM, but I don't want it to be that. So it's a blend of, of 
of what I need. I need a bike to corner well, but not great, but I need a bike that's just stable underneath me. Uh, on the 250 side, you guys even thought it was a little bit better that way. Yeah, for sure. Like I said in our first podcast, like coming into corners, yeah, uh, flatter corners, faster corners, yeah, it was really settled before you dropped into the rut. So I didn't have to worry about like it doing unpredictable things or the back end pops out coming into the rut. It was super predictable, and I could let it roll, and it would drop into the rut perfectly. Yeah. So... Perfect is not a great word for testing. Sorry. It's good. It's better. It's drop better. I hear a lot of guys say it's perfect. Really I go, well. dude, there is nothing perfect. But I understand what you're saying. I'm yeah. just thinking to myself, there's ways to make it better. Yes. Um, the split clamp is still on this on this bike. It's a factory edition, of course. And I just I just like a chassis that I can get in I, on the gas soon and hard. When I'm out of a corner, we mentioned this in the 250 podcast, the rear end is a little bit more compliant I do not feel like I'm ass in low on this factory edition versus the 22 version. I always felt like I was low in the rear and I always wanted to bring mine up. So even when I did a, a WP Pro component shock, Mark over at AEO put a one millimeter longer shock shaft in there for me to raise it up and balance it out. I feel like my balance is better even though the shock itself is shorter and lower. So I don't feel like I'm riding a chopper. That is improved. Ride attitude is improved for me. And comfort is up on acceleration, so I yes. like that. When you guys are, if you guys, if I can relate to you guys, you guys got a rut. I mean, it could be two o'clock in the afternoon. And the rut, uh, the preferred line is this choppy, uh, nasty inside line that you know that you're just gonna get your back beat up to shit. Your kidneys are gonna hurt because you know it's faster, but it's gonna be rough coming out. We call this corner instability. Within the rut, there's some imperfections inside there. And the shock seems to soak more of that up than last year. Yeah, for sure. So that has improved. And I have some cracked ribs now, so I was thankful for that. Yeah. And like I said, it wasn't even that rough today. But even that, that one rut where you broke your collarbone last year, yep. that rut got a little bit of, of rocks and some chugs Especially before you had. up the lip. And that lip had a kicker on it. Yeah, yeah. and it was really good at staying planted because I remember last year at Cal, or a couple months ago at Cal Classic coming yep. up that. I was really struggling getting off that lip because the bike was just chattery all the way up it, and I was getting no traction. Yeah. Today, I mean, it was it was super choppy coming up that lip, and I was still getting really good traction coming up that. Thanks for hanging tough here. We're going to do some commercials. Listen to these things because they have special discount codes, and they will save you some money. We'll be right back. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? BloodLubricants.com. 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run... Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So... Great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. 
Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with power for four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is. Right here, North America. I don't care where you're at, Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous. Time. Why? Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris, at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text. Who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com.
All right, thanks for hanging in there. We are back with this KTM 450 Factory Dish show. What I noticed about a KTM, and, and more so this one now, is with other bikes, like specifically a Yamaha and a Kawasaki, when, I have, when there's knuckles on the top of jumps, mm-hmm. I, I, have to, I feel like I could endo. Like if you yeah. don't do it right, and it goo goo goo, and you like, I never feel like that on a KTM for yeah. some reason. Even uh, the the lip of the finish line had yeah. a little bit of a kicker, yeah. and it was like I came up to it, and I was a little worried because I, my body position was a little bit off, and it just settled itself. Well, it's like you can ride up the f- up the front more with a little bit of a, a knuckle on a, on the face of a jump, and you don't have to worry about it kicking you. It's like yeah. how it reacts in the air is very balanced. Yes. Um, that's just thing. Something I notice about KTM's that other than Japanese bikes, you notice that between your KX. No, no, no. Yeah, for me, man, it's just I like how well it's mattered in the air. I noticed a little bit when I rode your Yamaha 450 at State Fair. A little bit notchy. Yeah, and coming off lips, like it just kind of wanted to pull forwards a little bit. Yeah, it's yep. it's very balanced. So like if you have to scrub when there's a a little imperfection slash knuckle on the face of the jump, you still can like. Scrub it without. You can almost like, let the knuckle kick you a little bit. Yeah. On the KTM, it's a little scarier on a Japanese bike. And the chassis for me, I, I use my arms and my elbows a lot when I jump, and I can pull up a little bit and adjust my trajectory in the air. Fancy. Anything about that or no? Are you just perfect in the air? <laughs> I'm so just. I'm perfect in okay. the air. Okay. Well, I'm not. So I have to like move my arms and pull up and and do these things. So yeah, that was one thing I noticed in the air. I could move the bike anywhere. Yeah, you yeah. were complaining about that because the, the wind was a little bit tough yeah. today. Yeah, I felt stiff. But so I mean, I by the end, I got used to. It. I think it was just more of like I just wasn't used to being able to move the bike so much in the air. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, so you guys freaking out thinking it's not flickable because it gained some weight. It still feels really light. It's more flickable. Same thing for me when I'm standing up within this chassis. I can stand up on a KTM longer around corners. It invites me in that way. So uh, I have a tendency to sit down early on my Yamaha uh, when I go race, and that, that hurts me at times later in the afternoon because I'm like, oh, I need to stand up. And then when I do, I feel like I'm running really slow because the bike feels heavy in that area like leading into the corner with bumps and then leaning, I'm like, dude, I'm so slow here because I feel like I'm just so heavy. With the KTM, I feel like I'm light through there and I can get in and out really quick. Um, Like, for example, the option right tabletop before the finish, you know, you can go inside. My endo. (laughs) Well, before that, you know that that little tabletop, you know that corner before it, how it had that rut. Yeah. Like I could go on the outside and just, it, it and did you just like stand till where it like kind of stood dropped and off? then leaned and it stuck in the rut and it yep. went off the rut and yep. even if I was a little bit out of the rut yeah it's still it's still good that yeah. was a couple things like my front tire kind of dropped out of the rut a couple times and it was it was super smooth all the way up the lip and I could adjust in the air and set for the next corner really well yeah um, suspension wise still AER fork. Uh, again the shock comfortable for me I didn't mess with the shock that much not much. Uh, Really huge bumps for me. We're going to take this bike to Mesquite next week where there's deep dirt, uh, grabby, just heavy dirt, ruts where it gets choppy. We're going to have some bigger bumps, and we're going to be under more load with the engine, so I'm going to be able to dissect this a little bit further. I'll have a follow-up podcast and a settings up on my site or Steve's site, so you can check that out. But I went up to 11 bar on my fork, helped less diving for me because the overall length of the bike feels short to me when i get up on the tank i feel like it was too low in the front so 11 bar helped me get raised up a little bit i like that feeling more um it hurt a little bit of some slap down landings for me but i I dealt with that i'm just used to air fork that's just what you get with this wp air fork you get a little bit of harshness on slap downs um unlike a spring fork so um we'll be working on some of that i slowed the rebound down too um, I guess you sent me that. I can give you the exact numbers, what I did here. So um, on the 450, I went up to 11 bar, uh, compression 11 out, and rebound, I was at 15. So if you guys get this and that's what you want, 170 to 180 pounds, that's the key. Real quick, guys, you guys, I've said this before, Give yourself six hours to break in WP stuff. It feels stiff, crusty at first, 
So if you guys go out and break in your bike and you have a track that's bumpy, you're like, oh, key for my suspension, just relax. It'll free up. It'll be a whole different bike after six hours. Trust me. So give yourself six to seven. Then hit me up on my email if you have any questions. But until then, you're going to have to deal with a little bit of stiffness, a little bit of tightness within that, that fork moving. Um, you can adjust that a little bit with air pressure and freeing it up with the rebound. But for me, I had a little over an hour on my bike when I started the day. I slowed it down, raised the air pressure, and it just helps when you're diving into corners. So that's something you guys can look into. <clears throat> uh, vibration's still up for me, like I said. But overall, rider triangle for me, I didn't catch my, my legs on the shrouds. That's nice. Seamless feel, gripping the bike. I was worried it was going to be too skinny. Yeah. Uh, but what's nice about this thing, the way they built the bodywork is I can hook my legs into the part where as the as the plastics on each side of the bike go out a little bit by the side panels. Yeah. So that almost acts like a hook for me where I can really grip the bike in the air. Yeah, really. And maybe good that's on one of the reasons side. why we never feel like we're gonna endo in the air because I can hook in that little piece. It's kinda like the Honda when the Honda had dual mufflers. Yeah. It was bowed out a little bit on each side and that actually helped me grip. Yes. Yeah, I think that was the big thing when they said, like, the back end was symmetrical. Yeah. You get hook on both sides. So grip is very important within riding a motorcycle fast because you got to be – you got to grip with your legs, Rhino. Pure. Unlock the hips Pure. and grip with your legs. Yeah. But that is really key. And this KTM sometimes, even last year, was a little bit tough for me to grip. Yeah. Uh so, yeah, this is a little bit better when gripping. Overall, the rider triangle is much better than... <laughs> I would say it feels Honda-esque when I sit on the KTM. It's much better than the Yamaha. I could do all kinds of shit to the Yamaha to make it feel a little bit better, and it's still not great. But I get on this from where my, my legs are and then my arms and then my butt. I feel like I'm, a good, I'm in a good point where I can stand up early. Uh, there's no way I can roll that bull corner where you hit false neutral and step on step off. I would have I would just sit down, seat bounce, seat bounce, right? Yeah. And I was doing that today. I was like, oh man, but I can actually stand stand up, up before the jump. Yeah. It's hard for me to do on my Yamaha. This yeah. it was easy. So taller guys, I think standing up early is made easier. Yeah, for sure. And it's better for this bike for me. Um, grip on the seat is nice. I like that. Uh. Just an overall better experience. Hydraulic clutch still feels the same. It's a little bit on-off feeling. I love the Brembo brakes. Uh, this, uh, sorry about that. Uh, the spring, the rear brake pedal spring is in a different position. And it's a new spring, so we're not going to be busting springs off left and right. That is a plus. Yep. Uh, I will say we're going to test some wheels because wheels haven't been the greatest for us on KTMs. No. So we will test that. There's a 1351 gearing now on this thing, so the gearing is much different than the previous year. So what was stock gearing before? 1349. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, big change there. Uh, I And what I've noticed within the engine, I didn't mention this. If you guys are luggers and you're third gear and you roll on, you're lazy, a.k.a. Greg Loop, <laughs> you feel like Greg's in fifth gear. I'm like, Greg, dude, what, Greg are you, what gear are you in, bro? I'm in third. Try, sec try second once in a while, bro. No. no I'm man. too tired. I'm getting too tired. <laughs> My bike's too much for me, man. Okay, so you guys that like to lug in corners, third gear, the KTM wouldn't really do that last year unless you had all the shit that I had on Vortex ECU, the flange, blah, 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 blah. Now, you can actually roll third gear in the corner, and it recovers really quick. I couldn't do that last year. Or I can use second gear... Just like last year, it was really wide and long. That's still available. That's still That tool is in your toolbox. You can use it, or you can go, I'm a lugger. I'm going to roll third gear. It will do that this year. That is nice. And that is a direct reflection of a better, stronger, more powerful engine. And I think FI tuning. Yeah. So there's some advantages to this bike. Everyone's like, "Oh, Chris, you're blowing this bike. What? What about it? What are you gonna? What don't you dislike about it? Look, what I dislike about it is obviously the fork. I feel like it's cheap when I ride it. When I go up to face the jumps, I I feel like it's just cheap, and I don't know how to explain that to you guys. Like, I don't feel like it's just solid. I yeah. feel like it's it's just when I slap down, I can just feel it working inside, like the mechanics 
inside the fork. I can feel it. It just it feels like a toy. It doesn't feel like something that's that's solid and, and I can just hammer it, yeah. right? Um, I feel like I got to finesse a little bit. So that is one downside for me is just the fork. It's not to say it won't work for everyone, but just for me, I, I feel like it's not a quality piece up front. I want a spring fork where I can just slam into things or even a hybrid fork. Yeah. WP, let's try to go on air and spring. Let's just give spring a chance. Give spring a chance. I feel like if we make a song to W and send it to WP about singing about make Dear WP, will you please make your factory editions with spring forks? Oh, we can't because that'll add three thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't I don't think people really care. No. If you're spending almost if you're buying, grand on a if motorcycle, you're buying a KTM, you're usually if you're spend a the KTM money. guy and you're a factory edition guy and you're like, bro. I'm getting spring forks on my fa- Boom, 15G. No problem. Yeah. I'm in. Just try because, it. Because uh, usually most people that buy this factory edition will probably end up getting a spring conversion anyways, which correct. is going to be more than the $3,000 that they would that Perfect. Is it, that's perfect, Jax. Thank you. You have the <laughs> money to buy a factory edition. You're probably going to spend a little bit more money to get what you want in the fork. Yep. I mean, uh, if, let's, Chris, let's, Chris Cole today, he was like, I'm not going to ride it until I get yeah, everything I'm just that my I want stuff on anyways. It. Right. So let's yeah. face it. If you have the money to buy this thing, you have a little bit more money to spend extra on it. Yeah. And You're if, not you, like, if you don't have that money, you probably should be buying something else. I don't think a guy's like, oh, man, I'm tight this month. I'm going to buy a factory edition. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't work that way. Like, you, should probably, you should probably not buy a dirt bike and just deal with the one you got. Right. For if now. you're in tight, you're buying a used bike or you're going Suzuki or something that's less expensive. Yep, which and is why you, we have those options. Exactly. So... I don't know, man. I just that's the one downside. But I love this engine. You said I look better on a KTM. I did say I look better on a KTM. Why? We never got to we never talked about this on the way. Stand up more. I think the KTM's built for a taller guy, honestly. Yeah. Like and you not that tall. No, but you're taller than the average. Like I think most bikes are built for Aiden's height. Five eight, five nine. What are you, five eleven? Um, six foot, yeah. Five eleven, six foot. Like that's just the couple inches extra where you kind of feel cramped in some of the cockpits. I think KTM's built for a little more lanky of a guy. Yeah, you look like you move around more on the bike. That's. I think I move around more which because is why it feels you, lighter. Which is why you can stand up more because it's not so hard to get out of the cockpit. Yeah. So I don't debate that I don't. I feel fine on it, but I just worry about suspension side. If I want to yeah. push, how how well I can push. So if I get a little bit better of a setting. And we have been able to do that with, you know, aftermarket companies with air forks. So for me, I feel like I just need a little bit of work in the suspension department, and then I would really love this bike. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely the biggest downfall. I'm a smoother type of rider. This forces me to get on the gas early because it's such a connected feel. The Yamaha is a is a heavy bike and a lot of power, so I have to ride it smoother. If I try to, to ride it like a 250F, it will kill me. Yeah. If I try to ride this bike like a 250F, it doesn't kill me. Like, I can rev it. I can do certain things, like, uh, more than I... It It opens up my riding a little bit more, besides the suspension. Yeah. So, if you guys are wondering if it's worth it, for me, it's a big difference within the engine and the chassis. The chassis has a little bit more stability. I should say... Let me take this back. Let me reword this. It's a big difference in the engine. It's a little bit better of a chassis. Yep. We will be able to dive into this more with the chassis when we go to other tracks. But for me, the engine is super easy to dissect. That is a huge difference. If you want a fast stock KTM, more RPM response, more low end, the Factor Edition will reward it's you. It's ready to race. I don't know. Easy about that. <laughs> I don't know if it's ready to race. Um, so, yeah. So, that is, uh, in a nutshell, the first impression of this. Uh, I know a lot of you guys are chomping at the bit, wondering if this thing is actually better. If I'm in the market, and I ha- I guess if I have the money, if I'm buying a standard brand new KTM or this, I would spend the extra money for this bike. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. I would. Yeah, we'll see how the new standard KTM comes out, but I think it's worth it. If I had just enough money to buy, if I had nine grand, Yamaha, I'm buying the Yamaha. Because I can just ride that stock and I feel good. KYB suspension is great. You know, this is one thing that, that KTM and WP always been having a problem with is trying to dial in suspension. And, and this is a long list of years that it's been like this. 
So you think they would change, and and they haven't that way. So, um, but man, the engine is is great, and the overall ergonomics of this bike is awesome. So, a lot of pluses. So yeah, they'll be in dealerships this February again. Um, I would say maybe third week of February is what I'm hearing. Eleven thousand six hundred ninety nine dollars. If you have any other questions about this bike um, that I haven't hit, again, I just rode it one day, so bear with me in a lot of the, the deep details. But Chris at KieferInkTesting.com is my email, and uh, I'm happy to help you guys out and uh, get you guys down the road on some knowledge or information. So uh, thank you for joining me. We'll be back next week with another episode, hopefully a Pro Circuit KX 250 episode with you, Aiden. Yeah. That'd be nice. Talk about Mitch, talk about... Uh, a little bit about Pro Circuit and what they're doing their 250s and how the consumer bike, if you want to spend some money on your KX250, how it works. Yeah. So it should be fun. Yep. You've had a long day, boys. It's been a long day. Yes. You a little tired? Day. Yeah. A little sleepy? It's just not all just riding dirt bikes, is it? Man, today was like a work day involved. It's a work bikes. day, right? <laughs> Tell these crazy. kids out there that it's just not so glamorous. It was a Jax. fun work day, though. It was a fun work day. So we're working on, uh, let's see, it's almost 8 o'clock here. So we're We've been up since 15-hour day. It's yeah. nice. Just grinding. 15-hour day, and this is what it's like over here. We're just uh, trying to put in the time and give these people some knowledge. Yeah. That's right. Any uh, parting words that you guys want to talk about? Um, any, ma- any Madden tips? Uh, this is bad. not a gamer episode. We don't. Uh, us older gentlemen that listen to this podcast do not care about games. That's fair. So uh, we're going to stick to dirt bikes. Any, any kids listening to this? Not the 451. Uh, real quick, too, on if you guys listen to 250 and 450 pod, it's 105 millimeters of sag. That's where we're at. That's where they yes. recommend. And uh, that's the, the sweet spot uh, for that. And also, that's what Aiden mentioned earlier. The, the, the lock ring on the shock is a little bit different of a tool. It can be a little bit of pain in the ass. So you'll need something long to get inside there. Yeah, and the normal island doesn't really work well. Right. Um, but yeah, that's about it for this bikes. So we'll be back next week with a new episode. Thank you for uh, joining us and thank you for supporting our show and our sponsors. It means the world to us and, uh, we'll see you at the track. Don't be afraid to come by and say hi. Uh, if you hear me, uh, barking at Aiden, don't worry. That's a normal thing <laughs> and just come by anyway. If you come by enough, you'll just get used to it. Yeah. I just get used to it. Yeah. It's just something we do over here at the Kiefer household. <laughs> one day, one day we'll, we'll go a whole day without having to do that. One that, day. That's going to be, like, more uncomfortable than when you are yelling at it. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be weird. Maybe you should just keep yelling you come at come over Aiden. one day. Everyone's all nice and happy. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? There's guys, no yelling You guys involved. good? Like, how far did this go? Oh, what? Oh, yeah, no. We're good. What's sad is mom never yells at him. It's true. It's dad. She just, I mean, Heather just needs to cut his waffles. Oh, my Everything gosh. will be all good. All right, guys, this podcast is over, <laughs> and we'll talk to you later. Uh-huh. All right, guys, thanks for joining us. See you next week.